Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start, Start saving, saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Because I want be me me na 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 Someone to love me and I need na na Someone who needs me Because it don't feel right when it's late at night And it's just me and my dreams So I want be me na 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 Someone to love That's what I fucking want Oh my god, I'm obsessed with this fucking song I'm obsessed with the music video of it Thank you Lil Nas X This is the exact album that I needed. It has made me cry. It has made me smile. I I love the album. He did great. Welcome to page seven. We have a lot of things. I know. I'm so happy to be here. This is Holden. And I just want to say, I have now tried two full bottles of breast milk on two different occasions. And I fucking think it's delicious. I'm upset about this. Mail it to me. I will drink (laughs) yours. I will test it. I will taste (laughs) test them. I'll become like um, a a connoisseur. A a, A sommelier. A a sommelier of milk. So I'll be like, hmm, this woman lives in Nebraska. (laughs) This woman, she plays tennis on the weekends i'm catching some uh uh she likes spare ribs i'm gonna become amazing at it i'm gonna be so good at at, at breaking down the woman whose milk has she's uh she's definitely she's on i think zoloft i believe i'm catching (laughs) notes of zoloft it's gonna be great you might need it because holding the saw milkier is here and the problem is it's not that i'm upset with you drinking the breast milk i I, I know it's natural it's beautiful it's the the problem is, is you talking about making white Russians yes. with the breast milk, and I'm nervous you're going to give it to me, and not, <laughs> I don't trust any white Russian that you will give me when I walk into that. It'll be I like don't... Soylent Greens, it'll be like Soylent White Russians. It's made of people! It's made from people. <laughs> I, the thing is, you've been inside of your wife, great. I think that, like, a per, like I think that you have, as long as Lex consents, Full reign over the the breast. Yes, milk. but I, as a person that have not been inside of your mm-hmm, wife, I don't mm-hmm. know if I have that privilege. Now, MJ, I would love to hear your <laughs> feelings on this. Uh, well, but how would you feel? Like, let's say, like a, a good friend of Gideon's was like, "But MJ, could you spare a couple?" I mean, 
a friend of Gideon's. <laughs> there's so I have a story that I've n- I don't think I've ever told on page seven. Ooh, is it a milk story? And I think now I have to, Ooh. even though it was not yeah. a story that I was planning on telling. Wow, but, okay. right? I'm ready. Get the popcorn out. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's get this milk chest. To the lobby. <laughs> let's take a trip to the lobby. Ooh. Everybody, get your 3D glasses. We are here for a show. And get not a our st- milky treat. It's not a story I'm thrilled to tell, to Ooh. be honest, but I know that it will probably, hopefully, help some other breastfeeding uh, parents out there feel better in their hour of need. So, and also, it feels better to talk about now that I don't have boobs anymore. Sayonara, mm. suckers. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. uh, so, this is a part of my past. Uh, I So, you can get a thing called clogged ducts. Stop me if I've told this story. I don't think I've told it on this show before. So, you can get a thing called clogged ducts where... Um, it like uh, if you don't uh, get they're the, not the, able to quack. They're not able to It's all plumbing in there, you know, inside oh. your boobs, and so mm. the plumbing can get clogged up if you don't empty out the pipes enough. So uh, if you miss a feeding, if you miss a pump, right, and uh, and then it gets so much milk is so ready to get out and it gets all stuck. <gasps> so this one time, Gideon let me sleep in. Um, and he got uh, the baby first uh, and so and it was so nice and I woke up and I had you know this was when sleep is so valuable and I woke up so happy but immediately knew something was wrong because I felt like there was you know like an alien inside my boob trying to push out from the inside like it feels really bad if you are engorged and it's not coming out right and so usually the best way to um solve a clogged duct is to have the baby nurse nurse it out. But Freddie was a preemie. She was still very young and it was very hard. She struggled with nursing. And when you nurse with a clogged duct, when the baby nurses, nothing comes out because it's stuck. So baby has to like really nurse for gotta a long time. Gotta get in time. there. You gotta suck it out. You gotta really it's suck like it out. It's like boba tea. And, but she kept sucking and sucking and nothing was coming out. So she would start screaming because she's like, what uh-huh. the fuck is going on? And that's always the best is what I've noticed <laughs> is when the baby's just screaming at your tits. Yes. Yeah. It's like the best feeling ever. Great I've feeling. definitely, I've definitely born witness <laughs> to that and how fun that feels as a mother yes. when that's happening. Right. And so you're like, <laughs> I can't, and you're just like, you just are like, keep going, keep going. But she was too upset and too hungry. She wouldn't keep sucking. And so she kept not getting, and it already takes like 45 seconds for the milk to even come anyway, but it was taking so long. And uh, and so nothing was happening, nothing's happening. And of course, the, my body keeps wanting to make the milk. So it keeps, I keep, it keeps getting worse and worse and worse. And I, you can see it too. Like I had like a regular breastfeeding size boob on the left and then like a, like mut- like twice the size on the other side. It was bad. It was clogged. And if you don't deal with this like soon, you can get, it's really serious. You can get an infection. You get like a high fever. It can be really dangerous. You can have like be admitted to the hospital, all this stuff. So I'm like freaking out. Yeah. Trying to, I'm trying to pump. Pump won't get it out. Baby can't get it out. I'm trying to hand express. That's not getting it out. Taking a million hot shots. I'm doing everything the internet's telling me and nothing, nothing, nothing is getting it out. And then my brother's partner was like, well, I saw that Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard had this happen to them once. (laughs) And Dax sucked it out for Kristen. Ah. And so I bring this to my husband (laughs) and... Uh, he's like, how? What period of time is this? Ever just like an hour's time or something? Oh no, this or... over the course of a whole day. Like we're oh, in like okay. an escalating Whoa. emergency. <laughs> like, yeah. 
No, it's bad because you get mastitis. Yes, exactly. Which we know someone who had that dealt with that. It's a nightmare. They, they literally said they wouldn't wish it upon their worst enemy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> this is what's like so. looming, right? And and again, you're in... You're <laughs> the, Jag, I wish this is a video podcast. <laughs> the facial expression. When it's I told just, Jaggy how much it's I love the It's just insane because our, our beginning conversations now are just so different than they used to be. I just check out because yes, I got really. nothing to say. And I just hear it and I'm like, all of this sounds horrifying. I just want to say this to all the people that know people people that have children <laughs> that you just got to like shut down and let them get it out. And you're like, yes, yes, no, please keep saying about, oh, ouch, ouch, ouch. I say ouch, but I've never had it. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so then did he do it? We tried the Dak Shepard way and even that didn't work. Um, <gasps> That's and so our marriage, our marriage survived. <laughs> so that was not something uh, that I wanted to happen in my marriage, but uh, but um, did you happened. laugh through it at least, or oh, did yes. you just like look away and pretend like it wasn't happening? I mean, we were both laughing. It was both. We were both yeah, very that yeah. we both. He was, you know, up for whatever to help, but I was just like, "This is so terrible. I yeah. really don't want this in my life and in my marriage." <laughs> and uh, and then it wasn't until the middle of the night, finally, the baby was so groggy and so tired that she finally just kind of slept, nurse, and we yeah. and we got it out. But so we had to do that, and it didn't even. Work, work. And we still didn't. Well, I mean, yeah. at least, you know, in ways it's good it didn't work, right? Because then now Gideon doesn't have to have this memory of this geyser of milk shooting into his mouth. <laughs> I mean, he may have, I would have loved it probably. I was about but, to say, uh, maybe he would have loved it. You have no I guess, idea. You know, I mean, but I feel I like I'm already being treated like a pariah because I love my own wife's milk. Like, as if I'm supposed to. You know, if I'm some I'm some evil scientist man because I would drink straight up a gallon of my wife's. I don't milk think that you're alone and also old and age brings you there's a really big fetish community for that as well. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. I've already been dressed up like a big baby and stuff, but that's just to cope. I get with that. You don't want because I've learned if I turn into the baby, then Lexi's nursing too, right? <laughs> but if I'm the daddy, I have to tandem help, tandem nursing. You know, which is annoying. You know, you on one side, baby on the other side. And, and you if you you are a person that doesn't have children. You hear this conversation, you're like, well, how can I be just as disgusted in my own home? <laughs> well, all you have to do is look up pictures of Saweetie's team up of Crocs and Hidden Valley oh. Ranch. All right? It ain't a ranch segue. Crocs. Yeah, segue. That's, my, from, that's my segue. <laughs> that's my no, segue. You did great. I just don't like the juxtaposition of the breast milk to the breast ranch. Breast milk to ranch. Breast milk to breast ranch is a no-go for ranch, me, baby. It's a no. No, I don't want to talk about ranch right now. Because what if ranch were culmin out of those sweet tits of your wife's, Holden? What, how would you feel then? Would you feel like, oh, this is homegrown? Would you feel like it's garden fresh? Because we know that Hidden Valley Ranch is the utmost of the ranches, right? I believe it's up there with a Hellman's. It's up there with the best foods, depending on the coast. <laughs> but I don't know how I feel about ranch. You know the, my biggest issue? And I, at this point, I concede. I know that Crocs are comfortable. I understand why people wear them. They are, you know, you can wear them in the water. You, they're great, very easy to put on kids. I understand. But now my problem is, is when I think about the ranch Crocs, all I think about are the Crocs smelling like ranch. Yeah, that's what I keep thinking. Is it a Katy and Perry situation? Yes. yes. I don't want ranch feet. Yes. That's what I, you can't, and you can't call them ranch Crocs without them smelling like ranch because otherwise just call them white Crocs. You know what I mean? Well, like, well no, because they have the little dots in it that kind of make them look like um, insulation. Yes. They have you know the ranch I mean? dots. Like, 
They've got the little ranch dots. And what is that, pepper? I mean, what even, I've never thought about what makes the ranch dots. But yes, they always have those little speckles in them. And that, and it's bespectacled, bespectacled. No, that means I'm wearing glasses. Yes, that But is. either way, it is, uh, it's <laughs> got. a big bowl of ranch. And I am wearing glasses, just a big so I'm bowl not of ranch with just glasses floating in the ranch. That's. <laughs> I, would, I think that the speckles are probably like dill. I know that you put dill in homemade ranch. I think have I you made homemade ranch? in it. Ooh, that actually that sounds, sounds good. That sounds fun. See, this is the thing. I mean, I I'm a proponent of ranch. I'm not even I'm not an anti-ranch activist. I'm just <laughs> saying that you guys know how I feel about the little crock hats. I forget what they're called. The plug-em ups, giblets, giblets. That's right. Gibbets. Now Gibbets. it just makes Noel. you think of your ducks. They've got clogged ducks on these crocs, and I'm ducks. scared of how much my throbby feet milk is going to be caught up in them. All right, let's just say. Some kind of mad, like Sweden go- gets mad with power and a bunch of Swedish like uh, armed guards come in and hold you up at gunpoint and they okay. force you to wear a condiment uh, crock of your choosing. It will smell like it. It will look like it. And that's what you have to wear for the rest of your life. Or a, weirdly enough, a man from Sweden will blow your brains out in, in the town square. What are you going to go with? Sriracha. Ooh, nice because that's a red. That's a kind of a there's a there's a sexiness to that. There's like a I don't fuck around. You don't fire me. I fire you. Kind of. I kind of feel like it's gonna burn my feet, but I'm okay with that's a sacrifice. (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Remember? Wait, do you guys remember when Henry? Got in the bath filled with hot sauce. Yeah, it was for something that we were. I think we were shooting, and he was no. Like, it wasn't a bath of hot sauce. What happened was he did this sketch called Lord of Man. It's actually the where uh, the name of the sketch comedy group Murder Fist came from. He was in this sketch where he beckons God down to fight him. And when he beckons God down, he screams, you will taste my murder fist. And at the end of the sketch, God comes down. God ends up being a woman. They have a fight. He loses. And at the very end. Hear that? Oh, my God. Ariana Grande has stolen things from us since the beginning. beginning. A million things. A million things that woman has stolen from us. Oh, my God. Okay? Or whatever she is. I think she's a robot. Because if you watch the first uh, and she. She definitely does a callback to Austin Powers. I think she's one of those robots from Austin Powers, right? Mm. And that's what I'm sticking to or whatever. And talk about someone being on Zoloft, by the way. I don't know why that came up again, but it did. And she's on it. I know. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, he he. at the very end, uh, our friends Ryan Fike and John Moreno come out dressed like uh, crows. Like you do. And they proceeded to empty two huge bottles of Texas Pete on Henry. What's funny is this sketch was like back in the day when we wrote way too long sketches. It was like a 15 minute long, 20 minute long sketch. What's one thing I always appreciated about you guys is you were not interested in brevity. No No. skimp. Henry was (laughs) slipped on like a huge thing and fell down during this sketch. He was like covered in stuff. He was beaten. He was, he just was exhausted by the end. And then they came out and they upended two giant bottles of Texas Pete all over him. None of us realized that, like, none of us got the memo about, I, I don't think any of us cooked at that point, so we didn't know that, like, if you get hot sauce on your skin, it actually burns. Really like, burns. we just didn't know that. <laughs> so after the first show, we learned that lesson. We used fake hot sauce. You know, we had, like, two more shows. I remember, too, because it was this big celebration. It was such a hard show to pull off. Henry 
Henry was in like 75% of the show. He like clearly pulled the most weight. He was exhausted at the end. And so we're all at my place, like having our like celebration after that show. And he was literally like curled up in the beetle <laughs> in his apartment with cold water pouring down on him in the shower instead of like partying with all of us because he literally, his whole body was on oh fire. Oh my God. So I think you could, <laughs> I think you could do just feet, MJ. You've been through a lot. I think you could handle the pain. I thought that this story was going to be about balls. I figured it might only hurt balls because oh, of the no. thin no, skin. No, it hurts it's, your whole, no. do oh. not empty a bottle of hot sauce on yourself. It will burn your skin. You will be beet red. He did show up at the party eventually. He was like, he had a sunburn is what he looked like all over his body. It was really, really bad. Also, I'm going to go with Grey Poupon. For Ooh. my uh, good choice, that was mustard was going to be my first choice. Oh yeah, because that's a great smell. That's a smell that says, "Let's be friends. Let's fucking get crazy. Let's take our fucking genitals out of out of our pants and run around and jump into the fountain in the center of town." Yeah, right. That's kind of what that says, in my of opinion. Of course. What about you, Jackie? <laughs> Worcestershire. <laughs> I guess nice. I think that I think yeah. meaty feet is the way to be. Savory and if you feet. want, yeah, if yeah. you want like to get that umami, umami you know, that feet, feet, umami coming out. Mm-hmm. You just dash because like I'm not gonna put mayo on there. Y'all know I love mayo, but not for my feet. No, although my feet would be very soft. Yeah. <laughs> but then I'd feel like I'd have to get rid of mayo as a condiment. Yeah, and Worcestershire. You never, you never just like sucking back on Worcestershire like you do with mayo or right. like bond. But I think that like you know a little dash will do you. But if you're slathering up down there, I say a whole pot'll do you. I say God bless it. Oh, say God you might bless just, it. You might just look down and see a couple of prime ribs sitting on your feet if you got some Worcestershire uh, Crocs for uh, sure, and that's just free meat. Oh, you can't turn <laughs> that. Barbecue down. sauce would also meat. be good. I would do barbecue. Barbecue sauce, sauce would be cool. Yeah. If I was in Texas, which you know I'm probably not going to go to because it's just you know I, I mean come on what's going on down there? Back feet. <laughs> oh, I am <laughs> truly just. I, I, can't. I, I wish Chili's held up, man. Chili's super doesn't hold up. It makes me sad. I want there to be a new Outback is like kind of the only one that uh, does it just right. Oh yeah, no rules, just right. <laughs> this is the energy. This is the, like the energy of man. Just one maniac and two very tired parents. This, I think this is what this show always needed. We had absolutely no idea that this is what we needed, but I think it like gives it like provides the just frenetic energy that I've been I dying always for this. Crave. I've also been dying to understand that like sometimes artists come around. Uh, what is his name? Travis Scott recently, I feel like. They just are so good at promo that they, they have to, you have to hear their name. Saweetie is the new version of that where yes. it's like, good Lord, Saweetie. I had never heard of you before. I clearly was not trying to and I have to know who you are. Mm-hmm. But now Saweetie also has partnerships. I know that uh, she does at McDonald's. Yep. Because um, I saw like a bit, there's a big billboard over by my house that Saweetie's partnership with McDonald's and how they like, she's got a specific meal that is like, I mean, I will say, yeah, I guess get that money. Get that fucking money because that's Killing long. the game. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I would assume. For whoever wants to buy the ranch Crocs, if that's you, then. I guess. Then 
There's do it. This generation is so much better at promoting themselves and getting over in ridiculous ways. I think that I think I'm realizing. De- well, I mean, it's not too crazy to think of too, with like especially the grunge and everything. But even the alternative or uh, indie movement afterwards, way too taking themselves too seriously. Yes. And this generation knows how to just be stupid with it. Yeah. You know, is that what the kids say? They know to get all dumb with it, right? <laughs> yeah. I think that's what the kids say. And I and think that I that's a lot that. of the reason why things like the Emmys are not transferring to the younger generation because like they're busy having fun and like breaking boundaries. And then the Emmys comes along like the dinosaur that it is. And it's like, we can be relevant. And I imagine it's like, oh, the Brontosaurus. Yeah, I'm talking about the one that dies. Ooh, what's it <laughs> what? called? Tiny dinosaurs, sad dinosaurs. The uh, land before time. The land before land time. Before time. Yeah, yeah. I'm Patriot. <laughs> yeah, then- yeah. Emmys are like, we're not ba- breaking boundaries. We're breaking Frown trees. Yeah, they're bringing we'll make you frown. <laughs> that is. I'm the Emmys monster, and mm-hmm. I say TV bad. I uh, realized the Emmys were on because of Twitter, and every single tweet I read made me want to do anything but watch the Emmys. I watched it. Was it was really funny. I am in the generation <laughs> that sits down on a Sunday night and is like, "Oh, an award show is on. I'll watch it." Yeah, and so I watched it. And I did not like it. It was, you know, especially after coming off of the VMAs, which yes. as we talked about, it's just like, if you're going to do an award show, and a, music has a has an advantage, right? We talked about this with the Grammys too. Lo- seeing live music being performed is going to make an award show fun. And the Oscars can usually do that with like at least one song. Uh, the, you know, the Grammys can do it. VMAs did a great job. And the Emmys is just like, man... None of the sketches will ever work. Stop doing the sketches. There's never been a memorable. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it, certainly in my the last ten years of my adult life, I've never been like, oh, like that great joke from that Emmys sketch. It just always falls flat, and it falls more flat because it's like the room is too big to like laugh at a sketch. The audience at home. If they're laughing, you can't hear them. So it's just always going to feel like you're doing a joke into the void. It will never, ever, ever work. Here's what they should do. Scene work. <laughs> All right? Bring it back. Take it out of acting class. Put it on the stage. I want to see scenes <laughs> from all of my <laughs> yes, exactly. They'll do warm-ups. We, as an audience, Maybe will my vote together to give them notes. <laughs> we'll give them different notes and stuff, and they'll I try the scene this. again. And they'll all be scenes from their own TV and shows And they make them they switch characters of like, okay, yes. you're going to present, but you're not going to know which character you're going to play. You see, this is the thing. is that We even saw that everyone, like I saw that people were making japes about like the Shit's Creek, the foursome when they were giving out an award and you didn't know like it's like it seemed like the teleprompter stopped working the audience didn't know if that was on purpose if it was a mistake and if like the like the four of them trying to figure out i don't i'm sure they are four very seasoned performers as well as like at least two insanely seasoned improvisers if that was on purpose we like it would have been better than that and I think that it was a mistake but so it's things like that where it's like it's not a place for people to play and yet that opening the opening scene where everybody's singing the Biz Marquee R.I.P. song yeah I'm glad they did the Biz tribute yeah and it was like everyone was like but then it was just like it was like oh, it was all over the place. It's like no one knew what was going on. Well, it's because I could at least see they were trying to have fun with it. Of like, let's like get people involved. And yeah. We'll, like we'll do like we'll have fun with it. 
but people don't want people to have fun with it as well as <laughs> right. like, so people come into it of like, well, but it's this uptight ceremony. Right. So, but then you want us to like riff and like you're down with us to like do whatever we want, but like, do yeah. you want that? You know? So it's like, I feel like it's trapped between like, yeah. you all need to update it or stop doing, you know, it's like, right. or do it in a different way. You're so right. Cause if the Shit's Creek cast can't, which everybody was excited to see, as you said, like not only are they seasoned performers, seasoned improvisers, but they have a chemistry with each other, deep trust with each other. And even that, I like really wanted to like it. I was like, this is fun. Oh, no one knows what's going on. And it's like that thing where it's like, oh, we're doing a joke about how something's going wrong. And then everyone's like, okay, it's a bit, but then it's like not landing. So people are like, maybe it's not a bit. It's like, if even they can't do it, then there's, if nobody can do it, if they can't do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I will say, like, so happy Mikhail Cole won yes. because I, if you haven't seen I May Destroy You, please stop everything. I will say, trigger warning, it is upsetting, but it's one of the best shows I've seen in a very long time. Mikhail Cole is absolutely amazing, and I'm so happy that she won. I'm so, of course, I'm a huge Ted Lasso fan, but also, real quick sidebar, because y'all know I can't not bring this up. The fact that I know, MJ, that you haven't started watching Ted Lasso yet. Yeah, I'm sorry. And um, the fact that Roy Kent, I posted about it a lot today. Roy <laughs> Kent in, who won, Brett Goldstein, who won for in Ted Lasso. I love his character in Ted Lasso. But apparently, like four years ago, he did an abridged version of Muppet Christmas Carol where he sang all the Muppet Christmas Carol songs to raise money for Parkinson's UK because he's also like, he's, a, he's an improviser. He and in the show, he's just not that guy at all. So seeing him on stage, pretending like he's Kermit, pretending like, He's all the ghosts and doing all. <gasps> yeah, I didn't even realize he was the creamy dream for a lot of the um, man lovers out there. Uh, but yeah, he's apparently the big sort of sexual fun for a lot of people right now. <laughs> he's fun. the big sexual fun. <laughs> yeah, I got some sexual fun. I got stewing somewhere on a back burner. <laughs> it's because it's it's stewed for so long, it's gotten viscous like a stoop. And I talk about a seasoned performer. Put some paprika on that fucker. Yeah, baby, where the flex in it? Oh, (laughs) I've been sitting on that seasoned performer joke. I want to say too for like a solid ten minutes now. (laughs) Someone mentioned it before with Shit's Creek, and I was like, you know, it'd be funny if I made a joke about them having ranch seasoning, cooking seasonings (laughs) on the (laughs) powdered ranch seasoning. Am I right? Right? Yeah. That is the that is the reaction time of a tired parent. I'm just like, I'm, I'm gonna make a joke about ranch at some point. I'm glad Ted Lasso got a ton of love. It is like one, you know what? You know, we'll say with the Emmys, with everything that won and everything that's being talked about. I'm like, I've got good taste in the TV. These are all the shows that I've been enjoying as of late. The Crown, Ted Lasso. I know I'm not special uh, for enjoying these shows, but I'm like, you know what? I watch the good stuff. I also watch a little bit of the bad stuff. You know what I'm saying? But uh, uh, yeah, I feel like uh, it's at least... It's at least nice to see, too. I'm so used to feeling like the odd one out, especially at the Academy Awards, where you're just like, that one over that? And some of that happened, but I think the Emmys at least does give credit where credit is actually due. Um, And also, Ted Lasso, the TV show, is funny. I don't know why there's this weird thing trying to be like, oh, it's just like 
positivity, but it's not jokes. It's like it's wall to wall jokes. That's what it's actually a funny show. So I don't know why that's an opinion. Oh, were people upset about that side of it? No, there's this new thing. And I think, again, it's literally because it's not a show about assholes. And so they're conflating that with it being actually funny. Yeah, I saw this too. People were like, oh, Shits Creek and Ted Lasso are both so positive. And we like, don't want they, shows they, they, to they don't need jokes yeah they're direction. just <laughs> yeah. they're called comedies but they're not funny it's like no they're, they're actually also a lot of jokes and the people are positive so whatever okay and maybe we need a little positivity in our lives you know yeah. what i'm saying Boy Frog dies. Well, he does die in one of the timelines. He was Tiny Tim, who did not die. One of my favorite lines of the movie. Who did not die. And of course, Jason Sudeikis just looking like, ooh. Ooh, because he got into so much trouble last year for looking like such a schlub. Of course, so he bumped it oh, up. You know, right. he but he did look like uh, a Wayfair couch. That was a tweet I did agree with. He yes, I also saw that tweet in Jay. <laughs> Come on, it's Fine. funny. And it's so true. Fine. And it's so the new look that so many of the dudes on the red carpet are going with. I wish he had worn his same, exact same outfit from last that year. That would have been How funny. How fucking amazing would that have been? That would have been but funny. But on the red carpet, that would have been so fucking just baller if he had done that but whatever it would have definitely um it would have made a splash i guess but i'm gonna go ahead and say that he probably wasn't allowed to sure. um and that is fine and i do you know what i i i there are some times in my life that i'm like jackie you can't just love what everybody loves but ted lasso was one of those that i went into it being like all right Let's see. I don't give a shit about soccer. Fine. I fucking love it. Yeah. So it's just what, you know, it's, I mean, I had you at Friday Night Lights, MJ. Remember of like back in the dizzy of like, well. This is my history as a as a born hater. I've always been like, if something is popular, it's probably bad. And then, and even with Shit's Creek, I was like, everyone, granted a lot of people whose comedy taste I really, really trust liked it, but I was like, everyone likes this could something really be that good if everybody likes it i don't know why i was thinking that because right. everybody likes arrested development everybody likes plenty of really really good things and right, i was just right. like oh it's probably not that good and then i watched it and i was like where was i this whole time i could have been talking about this with people as it was happening I'm glad you bring up Friday Night Lights, Jackie. I wonder if I could actually trace back my deciding to give things a better shot to my enjoyment of Friday Night Lights. Because I think that that, in every way at the time, that show represented what in my head would be everything I'm like not about. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I like fell in love with that TV show. For and I sure. wonder, I, that might have been the start of me being like, maybe I should start watching musicals again. Maybe I like, it's so, it's so interesting, the timeline of this. And I'd love to see more talk about this on the Facebook page I never go on or whatever it is, uh, a discourse about this of like, when did you, when did you, like, what are the things you decided you were not about in your childhood, especially in your adolescence, right? And when did you break out of that thinking, mm -hmm. right? Because for the longest time in my head, I decided when I was a little boy that I don't like musicals. And my whole reasoning too was just like, who just breaks into song? It doesn't make any sense. It's just like, that's it, 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 it you know what I mean? I want to see like real shit. I want to see a guy, you know, get his fucking head ripped off by a rat or something. You know what I mean? Or like a, uh, a, a man dressed like a clown, like pissing on a dog or something. Oh, you know yeah, what I mean? That is fun. <laughs> 
Um, I can see why you would want to live. <laughs> but, but I want real shit because I, maybe it was because I lived in a town that could represent the beginning of a musical. Very cookie cutter, very, very like pristine in all these ways. And I wanted to like see, you know, I wanted to see skull and bone, you know, skeleton men or something like that hitting uh, old lady or something right uh, clockwork orange or something and and cut to ne- cut to shit man i mean what what was i in my late i don't even think i was in my 20s i think i was in my 30s before i was like oh i like disney movies and musicals and yeah you know and like shit that makes me cry and oh i'm not afraid to cry watching a movie i mean shit was that 30s so i think that's an interesting like what were you against and so not about and now what are you like obsessed with that was was that thing you know what i mean i mean i did that with country music for such a long uh-huh. yeah. time i felt a very specific way i think growing going from new york to moving to florida i was like a fuck country music i hate all country music and it's i mean you know i did you know, date a country musician for a long time. And that changed my idea of it. But then you see people like Lil Nas X and Orville Peck. So we were talking about Orville Peck before we started recording because we were talking about the Lil Nas X Jolene Jolene. performance, which was wonderful. And then I was started talking to MJ that I forgot that I haven't shoved Orville Peck down your throat yet because I'm absolutely obsessed with Orville Peck who did a cover of the Reba McIntyre song about here's your one chance fancy don't let me down and it's one of those of where it's about a mother it's a it's a story song about a mother using her daughter from the perspective of her daughter to be sold essentially and Orville Peck sings the song from the daughter's perspective as well, which gives such a an interesting like take on it, but also his voice is amazing. And then Lil Nas X now coming out clutch with Jolene, but we did discuss this, and I'd like to talk about it, yes. about how we feel about the cover. My, my slightly hot take, I hope it's not too hot, everyone knows who listens to the show, hopefully, that I will die for Lil Nas X. I'm dying for him. I think that the Montero album is a fucking masterpiece. I think every live performance he's ever done on television is, like, an act of, like, mastery. And, like, just, I fucking absolutely feel blessed to live in his timeline. Like, yes. I, we live in the presence of greatness. I, I was so excited to watch the Jolene video. I saw it when I was in class, and I was like, I have to wait till class is over to watch this. And I loved it. Don't get me wrong. To me, the most exciting thing about him doing Jolene is the queering of Jolene. We've never seen a queer Jolene. And also, many male singers, straight male singers, um, default, I guess, to straight. Like they, If they cover a song that was originally sung by a woman, they change all the pronouns, which is like so annoying to me and it's like why do you have to be like yeah this song is actually about loving a man but no now it's about loving a woman like okay fine whatever but like I love that Lil Nas X just sang Jolene as him you know as Lil Nas X and so it becomes this just like you know he's singing about uh, you know his man and Jolene trying to take him away and I just loved I loved the the beautiful queerness of it like I thought it was amazing and he did a great job and his presence his you know, again, watching him perform live, incredible. My only hot take is that if we're talking about recent highly pop star covers of Jolene, I'm gonna have to give it to Miley first because Miley is a voice and Jolene is a song that 
sing and not I feel like Lil Nas X is a performer no doubt a performer because you see the video of him yeah and it's like you're feeling it. yes like, and if you were if I was that close to him like and when when he sang like his version of a live uh stripped down version of Montero as well like yes it beautiful. is like it's great it's haunting it's beautiful you're right there with him but what you were saying was like but Miley when she sings it like See, like you can feel the the dolly in yes. her soul, yeah, you know, and they feel like there is a difference. With yes, that. and I and uh, none of this is as a negative critique of Jolene. No. It's just that I immediately upon watching Lil Nas X's cover of Jolene, I felt thrilled, I felt euphoric, I felt so again just so pleased that this queer artist is doing these incredible things that like incredibly in the year 2021 still haven't ever been done before. And then I immediately wanted to go watch Miley do it too, you know? And I, and, and so it's just a different experience. Like, I don't think that it's a controversial thing to say that like Lil Nas X can sing, but he's not like, it's not his voice that makes him who he is. It's, it's everything. It's his performance. It's like, and, and whereas Miley, you could take or leave everything about her, but you can't, you can't not, you can't say that she doesn't have a voice, She's right? But honestly, I will say I do prefer the B-side of that uh, that's about Jolene breaking her leg. It's called Eileen. Eileen. <laughs> All right, Daddy Holden's here. I was sitting on that for so Daddy long. Holden. Uh, Winnie is rolling her eyes already. Uh, I can feel it. I can feel her energy from here. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait, you look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money? A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV, starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start Start saving today. today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's also because I've been watching. I'm so glad they brought brought it back. I've been watching uh, the Norm Macdonald show on Netflix, and it's full of that as he makes his guests read uh, really bad jokes at the end of every episode. And uh, so I'm just like in that mindset of just like the 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 joyousness of sharing like a a, a crickety I would say um, just just clunker joke is uh is not beyond me <laughs> i love it i do I, I absolutely love it i also feel that i would be remiss even though because i was just talking about how i started liking country music the fancy song that i know the reba mcintyre version of it but the original is done by bobby gentry and i think that like if like if you love what lil nas x just did with jolene mj i implore you to listen to orville peck's fancy All right. I think and check out it. as well mj and everyone if you haven't checked out the trixie mattel Orville Peck cover of Jackson. Uh, that is fantastic. I'm here for this queer country. 
And I finally got around one of those movies I saw during my like sitting in the dark watching movies with a baby for a month. Uh, movies was uh, Trixie Mattel's Moving Parts, the documentary about Trixie. Absolutely loved it. I'm obsessed with Trixie Mattel, like, <laughs> and the album is like uh, her music is so good, and um, I just like. It's so cool. It's so weird how drag is treated in terms of other art forms, I guess I would say. And I just think, like, when I saw Trixie do stand-up, I thought it was some of the best stand-up I've ever seen. And I think Trixie's album is, like, some great country music that only gets not treated as such just because of the drag element, I feel like, in a lot of ways. And it's so silly because... Uh, he is a fantastic artist, uh, you know, in his own a musician in his own right. Mm-hmm. Outside of just like the whole dressing, you know, dressing up and being Trixie. So. Yeah, and also I will say, if you want to watch um, that, that's what I want music video. Come hang out on Friday with Holden and I because we are going to continue. We watched it a couple times last week. We're gonna watch it more this week because of the oh, Brokeback yeah. Mountain element of it. I I I was. I'm so, I'm happy that I watched it first live in front of everybody, but I also was like, I need to like sit with this music (laughs) video, and then I have, and I have been doing it, and Uh, I love it. And the album is just so good. It's like such a journey of like, you know, and you forget he's only 22, and it's like, you know, it's like so, half of it is like like so boppy and poppy and like, you know, horny and and but also like some of it is just so sad and so lonely and like so powerful like the album is really like i think it's just a, a absolute mastery like um and and just a beautiful like tale of like queer like thirstiness it's not even really it's like queer love but it also is just like queer youth you know like it's just like being young and lonely and horny and thirsty and falling in love and like realizing it won't work. And it's just like, it's just absolutely gorgeous. And also before, I know that we, we can't not speak about this. Can we get a go for her for Elvira? Nicki Minaj. Oh, I'm I sorry. I was going to say, don't say Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj. No, I know the cousins with the balls. But it's a good I know. <laughs> No, there's no guffaw. She gets no guffaw with this shit. I, oh, oh my god! Yeah, spreading misinformation. That's what we really need right now. Um, no. Oh, come on! I'm talking about my, you know, my balls. I think got a little bigger after I got. Are they uh, better? I want to start. Yeah. I want to start seeing daily ball measurements from. Yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I looked down. I was like, why do I have Ed's balls? And then I was like, oh, oh no. no, actually, that's just the vaccine. <laughs> Not from the vaccine. No, we're talking about Elvira. We're talking about Elvira. Finally coming out about her 19 year relationship with her partner that she released in the um, the autobiography that just came out, which I have and I cannot wait to start reading it, which is called Yours Cruelly Elvira Memoirs of the Mistress of the Dark. Please listen to our pop history on Elvira that we put out last year. Um, because talk about an inspirational fucking woman that has made it work. Everybody knows Elvira. You know who, at least, like, you have heard of Elvira. And isn't that crazy of someone who's, like... It is a very similar background of RuPaul when it's just like, well, they just kept working. And they worked their ass off. And if something didn't work, well, you take it and reconfigure it and try to make this work. Let's try to sell this. Let's do this. And talk about just someone that put their 
whole life into this and made it work. And I'm just so happy because I feel like it was something that we discussed in the episode of like, I hope she's happy. I do hope that she is because it seemed like she relied on partnerships for a very long time in her life. And then it seemed like she shed it all. And it's sad because I think that she didn't talk about this. I hope that she didn't talk about it because it was something that she preferred to be quiet about and Mm -hmm. not something that she felt like she couldn't. No, I mean, I know she definitely said in what I read that she was worried about the kind of effect it can have on your career and seeing, you know, acknowledging that other people who came out, it had an effect on their career. It's kind of funny because I feel like she went almost overnight from like, like horny dudes, 80s sex icon to kind of a queer icon in a lot of ways. And people talking about how what she does is like very similar to drag. And especially if you learn her story, I mean, she was 20 pouring around with a bunch of uh, gay guys um, doing a big, like, fun cabaret show Mm -hmm. and how she, you know, she lost a lot of uh, close friends through the uh, AIDS epidemic and, you know, has always been uh, not just deeply inspired by queer culture for her own creation of Elvira, but also incredibly affected, you know, personally by uh, just the whole thing throughout her entire life. So, but what's also like, not to fetishize it too much, but it's also like so hot because this was just like a friend of hers. She wasn't like, you know, she she never thought she was, uh, you know, queer necessarily. And they just fucking sauced it up real hard this <laughs> this sexy lo- they fell in love holding well no i mean if you read about what she said you know it's really sexy how it kind of went down it was just very like out of nowhere and they were just hanging out a lot and it was a a trainer at the gym she went to and um you know that just kind of came you know and then it, and then she's talking about how you know the their lusty sex was better than anything she'd ever had before you know what i mean and then you're just like wow i want to you know be a horny fly on that wall. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, like, how, I mean, I mean, I feel the same way, but 12-year-old me and how I felt about Elvira, my God. Well, I need, see, I needed that. I, like, I wish that it was something that I knew that I could look to her and be like, okay, well, then you can have it all. You mm-hmm. can be it all. But, um, you know, and I'm just proud of her, the fact that she feels good enough that she is down to say it loud. Say it, and she's 70. My God, she looks amazing. Yeah, I kind of just love it as more of a story of like, even no matter how old you get, I mean, you may not be done understanding yourself and like knowing who you are. You know, yeah, I totally. think that that's what's so cool. And then if you can give yourself over to it, it doesn't matter, man, woman, whoever. I mean, you know, if you fall in love, you fall in love. I think that's just really cool that at, because that means that it's been for the past 19 years, right? That means we're talking about a 50 year old person right. you never who always changing. thought they were straight who never yeah. you know according to her in in this writing at least who never had any sort of thoughts of that kind and now she's in a, been in almost two decades in relationship with another woman i mean that's like a really incredible thing to happen that late in life it gives i think everyone hope that you know no matter where you're at i mean you can totally find like a whole new avenue and a whole new like area for yourself that you know can can bring light and joy. You can choose again every day. Every day is a choice. <laughs> and it makes me excited for all of our futures. And just like, you know, I know that when you sit with the screaming kids and you're just like, maybe, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow yeah. she won't scream through the day. <laughs> or I'll be, I'll just go. I'll just go to the desert. Yeah, that's you know, fine too. I can choose 
to go to the desert. Yeah, yeah, you choose to be a scarecrow from now on. And I think that, you know what? What a way. There's the diet I need. Get me the scarecrow diet. I'm going out to the <laughs> desert. Just put me out there. I'll, do they got scarecrows in the desert? I don't think so. Uh, have you seen my mask? Uh, I'm not sure, actually. That was from Batman Begins. That was a I Batman was ref, and I knew that because I'm a nerd girl. <laughs> wow, you're such a dork, Jackie. Uh, I'm a dork. <laughs> but anyways, ball gate. Everyone's talking about it. It's the new celebrity conspiracy. No, I'm just kidding. But do you want to hear the new yeah, celebrity? I conspiracy? do, and it was like a better not be ball game. <laughs> <laughs> you sent us multiple articles about ball game. I know everything about ball game, and now we're just not going to talk about no, it. We're not talking about it. We're not talking about it. His friend's balls I, got bigger needed, after taking the vaccine. I just lo- all I want to say is I just love how when the internet started, the whole idea was like we'll have all the knowledge at our fingertips. The human race will evolve in such an amazing way because education now will be like free to all. And now all it's just become is a bunch of people, quote unquote, doing their own research and just how bad misinformation has spread. And this is just the perfect fucking example. I think in the future, talk about having kids in like 10, 20 years. It's like, what was, why did the internet, was it such a shit show? I will literally point to Ballgate <laughs> and I will just be like, because this was the result of having all information at your fingertips at all times. Yeah, but hold in, like 30 years ago, you wouldn't have heard about the puppy that was held hostage by the monkey oh, in the tree. Right. I knew the you monkey was not let... holding the puppy hostage. I'm not the monkey fell in love with abduction. the puppy and wanted to protect the puppy. Ape- this is, I feel like this monkey is being very mistreated yeah, in this story. Agreed. The monkey did not harm this puppy. The monkey clearly wanted the puppy as a pet, and I think we should have let the monkey have the puppy. Monkey had That's no demands. I think if you call it a kidnapping or an abduction, you gotta. There's got to be demands. Maybe that's just with the word ransom. But like that, <laughs> right? That monkey was just holding that puppy, yeah. not dropping it, trying to be real careful, take care of the puppy. <laughs> and honestly, who? P- puppy is probably hopefully gonna have a better life now because he was just a stray found on the streets by the monkey and um, was abducted um, and is now fell out of the tree and was fine and a bunch of people were there to help the puppy. I yeah. agree with you all. And I think that the ape is a hero. Abduction. I think that it is. I'm glad that we just had we had to talk about it because the New York Post did write a whole article about how in Malaysia a puppy was held hostage by a wild monkey. Right, <laughs> hostage. Is, a, is an aggressive term. Yeah. The monkey was treating the puppy like it was its child. It maybe it was us that were the monkeys all along. Whoa. Oh no, I was wrong. It was Earth all oh, along. Yes, you finally made a monkey. Yes, we finally made a monkey. Yes, you finally made a monkey out of me. I love you, Dr. Zayas. <laughs> You've been watching so much Simpsons. Hold it. It's very funny. <laughs> yes. I haven't gotten to that episode yet, though, actually. But yes, I absolutely love That's probably might be one of my favorites of all time. But this might be one of my favorite celebrity conspiracies all the time Ooh. of all time. Hit me with the share. Do, Do you believe it? Is Tommy Wiseau D.B. Cooper? What? <laughs> <I> hope not. <laughs> All right, this one comes in from Andrew. I love this whole theory because you know what? This is one that speaks to my heart that I feel like could be true. I will explain who D.B. Cooper is, by the way, if you don't know. So here's the theory. Tommy Wiseau, 
director of the infamously So Bad It's Good film, The Room, and beloved eccentric, is in fact also the source of one of the greatest unsolved mysteries of all time. If you're not aware, D.B. Cooper's name of a man, uh, or at least the alias a man went by back in 1971, who hijacked a Boeing 727, collected $200,000 in ransom money, and then parachuted from from the plane. His body was never discovered, nor was the money, and so the crime has remained unsolved since that time. However, some believe that he is the man known as Tommy Wiseau. Uh, if you don't know, D.B. Cooper's one of my, fi- like, it's one of the best, it, it, every Reddit thread that's like, what's the most crazy unsolved mystery of all time? D.B. Cooper's always in there. It's it's this great, wonderful mis- mystery of potentially a man who got away with such a wild stunt. You know, most believe he probably died upon impact. And, of course, I'm sure ocean that, that is what and, happened. But yeah. it would be interesting because Tommy was so, so then that would indicate the Tommy yeah. Wiseau is was like sixteen at the time. Yes, <laughs> so that would make sense because I remember uh, with all. I mean, some you know, you're not allowed to fly the plane that young, but he knew how to fly the plane. Maybe he wanted to show everyone that yes, I could get my pilot's license. There you go. That's that's exactly what I exactly. And you know, uh, here's some other connectors. Both men's backgrounds remain largely mysterious. Tommy always claimed to be from New Orleans and born in 1969, which must be untrue due to him clearly being far older than a man born in 1969. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest things about him is that he's clearly (laughs) way older than the age he says he is, Uh right? They're also notable for having odd speaking styles. Cooper apparently asked for, quote, negotiable American currency and was so in the past has said stuff like, it's bullshit. I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. (laughs) In his bewildering film. The nature of Wiseau's fortune has always been speculated on as he came, as he made the room using $6 million of his own money. Of course, $200,000 with inflation is millions today. Um, And maybe if he invested well, this, that, and the other. But yes, if you've read anything, I read the book written by his co-star that was hilarious and great. And they made the movie out of it with the guy that's now in uh, sex person jail or whatever uh or whatever now fucking should be <laughs> by the way why isn't there a sex person jail first you're talking of all? about Can james franco jail that james we just put them fucking all in? franco james yeah, 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 yeah sex yeah. person jail. jail it's a shame just in our brains <laughs> but yeah anyways. i'd rather he be in my horny jail but he's in his i know jail. but now he's in this bad yes. man jail but uh the book is great by the way and i love i was a really fun read and uh yeah uh, a lot of the weirdness that he always speculated on was just like where did this guy come from where did this money come from he could never figure it out that was like such a big kind of point especially because was so is such like a weird eccentric i'm gonna go ahead and say more yeah, i don't think he was invested yeah i don't know if he was invested but you know what <laughs> Yeah, but then how did he get that money? So also, their heights seem to match up, and they both are very fond of dark sunglasses. Oh, that must be the two things that narrow it down completely. Yes. I will also say, and and it would make sense that I feel like D.B. Cooper would, I did see Tommy Wiseau in um, North Hollywood, Mm. and I didn't know if it was him, but there was this huge extended cab white Hummer, and someone was driving like an asshole, and I thought (laughs) that it was him, and then I saw out the the window, he had this big stogie, and then on every finger, he had these huge rings. I was like, that's gotta be Tommy Wiseau. (laughs) And then we got up next to him, and it was, and he just had, like with the big sunglasses, and just so many chains, and I was like, now that looks like a man 
that would steal a plane. Yes. I believe it. Uh, yes, thank you. And I will say, Tommy Wiseau did uh, give a response. Thank you. I agree with you, though. He gave a response? Tommy was, yes, Tommy Wiseau was asked by someone on a Reddit AMA, have you ever heard the speculation that you're D.B. Cooper? If so, where did you hide the 727? Wiseau's response was, uh, dot, 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 meow, N-E-O-W-W-W. <laughs> So I feel like yeah. it's how like Kissel would respond. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. But what people speculate is incorrect referencing. By the way, that's the rest of the sentence. But what people speculate is incorrect referencing. Not familiar with that. Looking right now, they are wrong. Let's put it that way. I don't know. That just seems very dubious. like a, a wiggly response. Yeah, very dubious. Uh, MJ, what do you think? Wow, I honestly really just want to spend the rest of my night reading about D.B. Cooper. Yes. This is the kind of shit yeah. I love. I, I yeah, love you will. This is unsolved you mystery should. shit. Um, so, yeah, hell yeah, I believe it. Awesome, yeah, I wow. love it. I love Both it. Also, sorry, real big sidebar, Um, but MJ, Unsolved Mysteries is coming back. Oh, I know. New Unsolved Mysteries is coming back. I can't out. wait. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm kind of surprised yeah, 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 yeah. there hasn't been like a Netflix series on D.B. Cooper. It's a great story. I'm also surprised there hasn't been a Netflix series called Unsolved Mysteries Update. Right. Like, you know, the best thing about the Robert Stack Unsolved Mysteries is that there was always updates because they always found shit. But maybe that's not happening this time around. But they did release some updates. They did? Uh, there were a couple of from the season that was released. I don't know if they put it on Netflix, but um, your girl is a crazy person. <laughs> so I had looked it up and I will send you the update. Like yes, some of please. them ha- like actually did get further Fuck yeah. uh, detection. Yeah, I said detection. Yeah, they should just call it solved mysteries. Yeah. All, all, the, all, all the Robert Stack ones are fully solved, but you know, I guess that's the power of television. There's also, I just saw there's a, another Britney Spears documentary coming to Netflix ne- this time. Which and is it is actually one I'm really looking forward to. It's the same, uh, it's the same person, the same director that did I Love You Now Die and also like is doing a bunch of docs. I think that they only have like five or six docs out, um, but it, I, you know, I'm going to fucking watch the shit out of it. Do you also see Britney Spears is back on Instagram? Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, she's back though. Don't worry. The picture. That's the one thing here. where I'm like, can we? I like. I'm fighting for uh, Britney so hard, but at the same time, uh, I I gotta stop the part where I think that what she's doing on Instagram is at all reasonable or uh, okay. But I will say, I don't think it's the the work of a mad woman. I just think it's a, a bad a older lady at doing the socials. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it's just like your mom but trying to be sexy on social media, right? Like, it's literally that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to say, if my mom wanted to do, if, like, she's looking like that and she wanted to she got her around, only fans. hell yeah. Like, hell yeah. Let's get it up there. <laughs> Let's see those gutters. Do you still refer to them as cum gutters on all, like, on all bodies? What are they called? <laughs> Are we, what are we talking about? I always forget. I only ever know them as cum gutters. I know that they're not referred to as cum gutters, and I don't know what they're re- called in real life. What are they called now? Like slum slutters? Like the, like the the V. Oh, yeah, yeah. I like the V. Yeah, it's the called Why the Last v. Man. <laughs> I don't know. It's Eileen. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I guess. Um, but you, but you gave it to us. We believe, and I guess it's time for the list. Yeah. Who's on, on the list? list? Me. Jackie. Gotta, Gotta have, have that, that list. list. This goes out. Out to you guys today, 15 extremely questionable celebrity parenting practices. Oh. Let's see if we match up on any of these. I know we're yes, well, 
We at least know, number one, that you didn't uh, match up with Sean Penn, which is for the best in many ways. In every but also way. Sean Penn wanted to name his son after his favorite food, which is steak. And I think that steak pen would be <laughs> a lot of fun. I think that uh, that does, I think. I, I can't even say I it. hadn't said it aloud. Steak pen, pen is pretty cool. It that sounds like a prison. That would have been the best thing that Sean Penn has ever done as a person. <laughs> yes. Sure. Steak, this is my son's steak. What would it have been steak though? I wonder if it would have been like filet mignon pen or New New York York strip strip pen. (laughs) Ooh. uh, Although I would just say prime rib Zabrowski, I think is a perfect name (laughs) for my child. And Um, my favorite dessert. My favorite dessert, cannoli McNeely. I think would have been a great name. I'm just not Italian enough. Save that if yeah. there's ever another kid. Canola. I also yeah. feel like I immediately, I, I, I felt like round table Jackie just like spark up her head of like, you don't want to call someone cannoli because then everyone's going to want to fill them with their cream. Right, but right. I don't know if not all people would think like that, but I think that Ryan O'Neill would because Ryan O'Neill hit on his adult daughter on his long-term girlfriend's funeral. We all know that Ryan O'Neill is also, I think that he's also a badman, right? If he does this, yeah. He sounds, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if he doesn't know his daughter enough to not hit on her at a funeral. Well, all right. Not only is he hitting on someone at a funeral, which is already big red flag. Although, is that a big red flag? Because I've never been to a funeral and banged at a funeral, but I could imagine a situation in my past where I would have at least tried. Or, or where maybe you would have met somebody at a funeral and then like got their number. I could kind of see it being and it like was a romantic his re- girlfriend's funeral, so I guess that yes, is a little so rough. it's already your long-term girlfriend's funeral, a- a- aka not actually married, uh, and then you cannot recognize your own daughter enough to not come on to her sexually. Yeah, he's a bad. I'm going to go ahead and say he belongs he's in sex bad. person jail. Yeah. I would lock him away. I would <laughs> right, throw away the key. And the key would James be shaped Franco. like a penis. Yeah, the whole thing would be weird. <laughs> Put him together in it. Um, and yes, it was. Because in my head, I'm like, maybe it was like a daughter he wasn't aware of. No, it's Tatum O'Neill. Um, they, they know. He knows Tatum O'Neill. Uh, but that's <laughs> fine. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. Sling. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We all know about actress Mayim Bialik still breastfeeding her son until the age of three and a half. I, I, oh, I can't not think about it, especially now as she like slyly tries to bid for the rest of being um, Alex Trebek and no one necessarily wants to give it to her. And I understand. But how would you feel about MJ, you have at least a two-year-old. Cardi B's daughter got her first Birkin bag at the tender age of two. How would you feel 
Can you imagine looking at Freddie with a Birkin bag? Yeah, Cardi, Cardi and Maya's kids are like the same age. I always say that I'm in a mom's group with her. Um, I don't want that for my child because my child will lose the bag. And that's why, you know, your whole life with children once they're old enough is to just be finding things that they've lost. That's something they don't tell you. Most of your job as a parent is finding very high stakes, very small, but incredibly important items like a Lego helmet. Um, and so I don't want, that's why there's no Birkin bag for, for Freddie. I get it. Just At least it would thousands. be big enough. What was that? Just thousands. Oh, oh, every time I hear about these objects I've never heard of, I, I look them up and then just do the thing I used to do in high school when I'd walk into an Abercrombie and Finch. I'd just look at the price tag and be like, why would anyone pay? I was literally that guy as a teenager. I would like, I'd be like, do you see this flannel shirt? It's fucking $300. You can get the same thing for like 20 bucks for the whole baby. <laughs> You've been a daddy forever is what you're I've saying. I've been a daddy forever. <laughs> and there's some, like, I have two different friends who are sneakerheads who have gotten the kids really nice sneakers and, but they're, they're less, you know, they're like $35 for a, pair of Nike of baby Pumas or oh, baby yeah, Nike. Whatever. So it's like not even that big a deal. But like so babies having nice things, it is cute. Like I'm incredibly proud of the kids' sneaker collection. Like it's very nice. Totally. But again a bag that the bag is gonna have just a bunch of like toilet paper scraps in it and stuff. Random shit. Old food, fruit snacks that have melted into it. You know, it's not worth just it. Like I went my through fanny packs. how many like bags and umbrellas and like whatever when I was a little kid too. I mean it just that's the thing you lose. You, you leave it. places. Yeah, yeah, so you're gonna yeah. Leave it at school. Kids gonna be upset, but it's thousands of dollars. I mean, your kids literally have to get punched so hard by a bully that their shoes fly off of them in order to lose. Them. <laughs> <laughs> or someone I don't know. Growing up in Queens, people would steal your shoes. So that was also a, another. That's just a different side of life. Of if you come home without shoes on, it's because uh, someone stole your shoes. And that night I'd walk to school uphill both ways. They'd <laughs> Steal your shoes. Did you ever get your shoes stolen? <laughs> no, we weren't rich enough for, to buy nice shoes. But oh, okay. uh, people did, like, if their parents bought them, like, designer shoes, uh, oftentimes they would get stolen. I'm sorry, I remember now the pictures. If you don't have the good shoes, you know, like, I yeah. had to I had to get mad at so many of my students who made, who be, like, it was like a big insult, like, you get your shoes from Payless. And I was like, excuse me, Payless sells perfectly fine shoes. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's tough. Sneaker culture is very real. For sure. I've also, I forgot the p picture of you and Henry as little children with those loaf of bread shoes. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Why do you think I want the Worcestershire on my feet? I think that if I could just make the bread a little bit meatier, I think it maybe it. no one would take it. <laughs> and I don't know how you guys are going to feel in the future if you're going to feel similarly with Tori Spelling, who co-slept in the bed with her kids um, ages 14, 13, 9, no. 84. No, the co-sleeping thing, we already talked about the co-sleeping things. Co we know someone else who didn't get the kid out of the bed until they were, yeah, like 12 or something. No, 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 no. The bed is, I, I actually now, especially right now, because, you know, when you have a newborn, yes, yeah, some people co-sleep, which, but there are risks involved, risks that we're not willing to take. So uh, I do actually, I'm excited to be able to like snuggle with my little girl at some point. Uh, but that said, like, not on the reg, not on the permanent, and definitely not until they're, oh my God, 14? They're like kissing. Some people lose their virginities <laughs> that young. You know what I mean? You Kid, know. 14 year olds coming home high and getting into a parent's bed. Yeah! I just want to cuddle with mom. <laughs> I. 
I mean, it is happens. Is this a Cabernet Sauvignon or is this a Pinot? Get out of here! <laughs> like, I get swore out I, of this bed. I swore I and would yes, never. Yes, I'm drinking wine in bed. Yes, it's delicious. Yes, <laughs> that's a pastime I enjoy. <laughs> the mom and the kid are just shit, pass it back a nice <laughs> bottle. Just <laughs> You know, it Although happens. that sounds kind of nice. If yeah, you currently yeah. have a bigger kid sleeping in your bed and you didn't plan on, or you did, it's like you know. Like, I totally, I never, I was like, I will never co-sleep because I'm so scared of it. And Zelda was such a bad sleeper that I was like, I will fall asleep in the chair if I don't fall asleep in the bed with her. And like, it, I, and so I ended up, I did sleep with her uh, in the bed sometimes and I did not like it because I was like, I'm not really sleeping. I'm not relaxing. Yeah. I'm just no. closing my eyes. Like, but. So I get how it happens, and especially with toddlers and trying to get them to stay in their yeah, room. Yeah, get them to sleep. You fall asleep. And they get out it once they're not in a crib. You can't control whether they stay in bed. And so there's all that. And then but, they're going to middle school and high school. And it's like, well, I don't get to see you that much. Get in the bed. But with twins, yeah, yeah. get back in the bed. It's just like make a whole room a bed. Give everyone their space if you want the togetherness of it. But Tori Spelling is just, that's just too weird. Remember Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? They're Very all much in the like fucking Char- bed. They're all touching <laughs> genitals under there. They <laughs> Muscle. All right, what are we doing now? We're the talking about touching that room. What is this, Ballgate? What is even happening right now? What are we doing? Ballgate. Megan Fox moved to a different part of LA because her unborn baby told her to. She said, I feel like you receive messages from the child if you're open to it, and added that mm-hmm. the baby told her where it wanted to be raised. Now, the thing is, is that Again, I've never had a child inside of me. I don't understand the connection that one has to a child inside of you. And I've also, I'm down with cosmic shit. But also, <laughs> I don't think I'd listen to the baby and be like, yeah, we want a bigger house. Like, yeah, I'm fucking me too. I also want like a, a clawfoot tub. Get used to it. We're not going to have everything, baby. But if you're Megan Fox, you can be like, you know what, baby? You're right. We do need a nicer house. Let's get a nicer house. I can't believe she, the same person who's like touching tongues with Machine Gun Kill- Kelly, had like a kid a while back. That that kid that's a, does that's not a good compute. for her, honestly. I no, yeah, would, for sure. I'm just that shy. I, I didn't realize she was a mom. Have yeah, you seen I didn't the either, Skims? Actually. The uh, the Skims ad that is now being put out. I think it was just released today. The Kim Kardashian line that is Megan Fox and Kourtney Kardashian in their underwear, just like like. Kind of like kissling and like nuzzling on each other. I, I was going to immediately send it to Henry, and I was like, "Well, I should probably. I didn't want him to be weirded out that I'm sending it to him." Yeah, it looks but um, yeah, those are two parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, that's yeah, a, that's a big good this. for them. Wow, yeah. good for them. Wow, I shouldn't even be looking at this right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Stop looking at it. Oh, I'm, oh, I guess. I'm sorry. I'm being hor- I'm horny. If you're listening to this right now, horny alert. Uh oh. So. Uh, what are you going to do? But it, it's probably for the best that um, <laughs> this is the time period of which you probably can't see anymore. Oh, I hope you don't lose your sight. Oh, yeah, that's right. I'm no longer, uh, <laughs> it's deflated down there. I just gave him because... the tea up. I gave him, <laughs> I try, I'm trying to get you. I, I, I did it. I should have been like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> hashtag ballgate. I just love the part where she was like, I'm going to the White House. The White House was like, she's definitely not coming here. There's no part of us that want her to be here. We said we would have a phone call with her at most. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. Anyways, I think I'm going blind. Blind. Items. Oh, we We can't can't see see them. them. All right, here we go. I did these long enough ago. I actually forget each what each one was. Let's see. Hopefully they're good. 
Uh, I think they were, oh God, oh yeah, the last one I'm just excited to talk about as a news story. But the first one I'm also excited to talk about as a news story, isn't that fucking fascinating? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Most celebrity-backed documentaries about their own lives are very boring. Apparently though, the permanent A-list, illiterate singer is telling everything. I mean everything, and it should be glorious. Illiterate. A-list. She is a performer, singer. My problem is my brain immediately went to the Val doc, so like I can't not, I'm like, no. Val Kilmer, it's Val Kilmer, but it's none of the things no. that you said. I do need to watch that, though. But no, lady uh, who is hot, who uh, had an issue with the Super Bowl. Janet Jackson. Yes. Oh, big yeah. Family. Yes. <laughs> it is a four- our documentary, wow. five years in the making. I mean, I'm, she's had a long career yes, in life. Jackson. I'm hyped. Yeah. I'm hyped. I'm hyped about this now, especially based on this blind. It's called Janet. Uh, it's going to be aired over two nights on Lifetime and A&E. Uh, Jackson said in the trailer, this is my story told by me, not through someone else's eyes. Ooh, Hell yeah. And I thought that she good. had stolen another person's eyes and that she would be telling the story that way, Eileen. No, man, but, those are Jackson uh, eyes right there. No, those this. are Jackson eyes. Um, I'm going to watch the hell out of this. Me too. I wonder man. if that means she's going to dish on Michael, if she's going to dish on you know the whole family, if she's going to, yeah, what she's going to get into. Yeah, I didn't even think about being Janet Jackson in a post, like, uh, you know, leaving Neverland World. Like, right? That must be very- if she's going to throw uh, J- JT Burlake, whatever we call him these days, Jata. Under the bus, <laughs> JT Burley. Did you just J-ta? call him Burling? <laughs> <laughs> J Bur- Burley. <laughs> you know, I don't know. We call, I just assumed he had a nickname. Does Justin Timberlake not have like a J Lo or whatever? JT. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> JT Burlake. I, I like, like JT to Burlake. People's last names so that they're not Almost shorter, longer. but they're but they're different. <laughs> I, different I like JT name. Burlake because it sounds like a suit store. That's Ooh, why I like it. Yeah. Come on down to Jay Tiberlake. We'll get you into a pants. We'll get you into a business occasion very quickly. He's very bringing gonna... Toxie back. You're welcome. Come, come on. on. All right, there we go. Come what are we on. Talking? There's more than one I dad leave. around here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Come on. What's going on there? Uh, this potential game show host got $500,000 and a first look deal to walk away from a certain game show. Was it Mike? Is Richards? it Mayim Bialik? No, but uh, right game show. Me, me, with me, I am. Is that, that's how you say it. <laughs> Michael Richards, Mike Richards. Is it the the producer? The man? other guy, the bad guy. No, who was trying to get LeVar a job Burton? on? Yes. They paid apparently him off? LeVar Burton was paid off to stop pursuing. Jeopardy. Burton recently retired his quest to become the next host of the Bobby Game Show. He, said he says a lot of wish you are stuff about being like, you know, sometimes you try to start doing something and then it just becomes about the competition and you don't realize like you never wanted it in the first place. I mean, he's definitely doing like the good losers club right yeah. now kind of thing. But it sounds like maybe at the end of the day, he just sort of, uh, but I, you know, I wish I knew more behind the curtain on this. It does, I don't understand why he wasn't given an opportunity. Was he even allowed to be a guest host? So at a I, he was. I didn't, and I, okay. and I saw people being like, he's actually not killing it. I th- but no. I, didn't, okay. I didn't see it. Because there has to be a reason why, because, right? Because it just, it, it seems like a no-brainer. Like, so many people would, like, love to see him do it. He seems like the, the bright kind of face for the job, essentially. Yes. Like, because he's had such a history of educational programming. Like, yeah, so he must just not been that good. That's really what it is, is that I, Alex Trebek did it for such a long time that people are like, I could just stand up there and do what he does. 
It's very it's difficult. Very hard. It's very difficult. Like, it is a very difficult. Like it took. You know, I imagine it's like you got to remember. Alex Trebek did it for such a long time that to just jump in. That I imagine. I, I'm happy at least Levar Burton got some money to step away from it because that. I mean, being difficult and also the internet and the, like our society wanting LeVar Burton to do it to the point of like, we don't even care if he's not that good. I remember him doing it, people being like, well, you know, he's trying. Yeah. He's jumping into it. Like he is doing what he can. But again, it's a very stilted, there's, there's no room precision. for precision. Yeah, there's a precision yes. to that gig and a calm precision too, right? Yeah. 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 That it's gotta be difficult. Me, I am... Miaim? I think it's Maim. Maim. Sorry. Maim Bialik has gone on record recently saying, like, I would totally do this permanently. This is a job I would love to do. So she's I wonder. She's thirsting if for it. She's thirsting for it's it. No I don't know if me, they want to give it to her. Yeah. yeah. I don't, I, I, but I wonder why. That's another one of those things of, like, okay, she really wants it. And uh, there's one of those behind the curtain things of, like, we're not going to know. Uh, it's not for us to know. Why won't they give it to her? Is it because yeah, she's exactly. incredibly controversial about like childhood vaccines? <laughs> like, I, I would hope, but the, at the same oh, time, that, I don't the know. The breastfeeding thing is not even remotely no, it's not even the happened. weirdest thing that she like. Honestly, till three and a half is not even close to no. as like that. I think that's actually not even that that weird. It's like, I'm sure that we have like, listeners but... who've nursed till three and a half. It's like it happens. Yeah. Like, but like she, yeah, like I mentioned this a couple of shows ago. She had this thing that was like. Well, I don't believe this, but like the movement that I'm in, sometimes people think that if a child needs a C-section and couldn't survive a natural birth, then they wouldn't, they weren't meant for the world. Like she's, and she like, it's bad, 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 yeah, She bad. self-identifies as a liberal Zionist. That's and also... I, it, it, but then I guess my question is though, then why are they allowing her to do some of it? Yeah, because I was going to say she's doing, uh, she is taking the role as like partial host the tag right now. team in it. I don't know what the decision makers at Jeopardy are thinking right now. Right? Because every decision the they're way, making makes no sense. Let my boy Keith do it. Keith Whitener won uh, over $100,000 on Jeopardy. He's my boy. Uh, we were, he's one of my oldest friends. I've been friends with him since he's very grade. smart and he's very he's nice. a super scientist he's very he's always been the smartest dude i know and he's also he's a uh, very good he's kind of got that stephen hawking ability in the sense of he's really good at like asking him complex questions and having him like boil it down to a complete idiot like me right he's really good at doing that sort of thing which is actually harder i think than just being a super scientist yeah uh shout out to keith but whatever dude just like my friends are smart and really good at stuff but what up keith what's up <laughs> that's my what's up of the week <laughs> and that's a new segment now oh. what's ups of the week yeah yeah uh all right this is the last one i'm just i just can't wait to laugh at this whole dumb story and hear mj's take Ooh. especially on this it's it's a shame the network pulled the reality show starring a bunch of ego-driven stars who would then tell people how to be thirsty. It was billed as a show and will still be a documentary about doing good for others and fair wages. It is kind of ironic that the producers made it a non-union project so they could pay less wages and make people work more hours. I see MJ shaking their head. What is this show? The activist reality yes, show. Yes, the activist. Have you heard of this shit show, Jackie? No. Oh my God. 
God, this is the most cynical Hollywood cynical thing ever. Uh, it is a CBS show. They've already gotten rid of oh, the, the show, Priyanka by the way. Chopra. Oh, the Priyanka Chopra. Yeah, Usher, Priyanka Chopra. Six yeah. activists from around the world. Comp- it is a reality competition show with six guys from around the world competing in missions, media stunts, digital campaigns, and community events to win the name, uh, uh, to win in the name of whatever cause they're fighting for. The show is immediately criticized for being tone deaf and performative uh, and providing uh, and promoting pseudo activism over real activism. Uh, the show is no longer a competition and more a docu-series that no one will watch showcasing <laughs> the different activists and their passionate fight for their causes, whatever Whatever. Yeah, Did you not roll your eyes so hard out the back of your head, MJ, it's when you learned about this? It's a whatever from me. I mean, listen, charity <laughs> is cool. It's just not activist. The word activist means something, and it, that's not what it means, right? Like, I feel like right. if you're like, let's do a thing where it's a char- charity competition, call it whatever. Like, But I just feel like... The, to, to, to kind of... Making a competition out of like people's passions to make the world a better place sure. just seems misguided. It's like a good instinct to be like, people care about things, but I also, yeah, I think it's very cynical to be like, oh, there's like an aesthetic of like activists, like Occupy Wall Street and like like the, the Kendall Jenner give the Pepsi, give the cops a Pepsi ad, you know, it's just, yes. oh, you know, there's it's just exactly so much like, that. I feel like there's this thing where it's like, oh, activism is so sexy and it's like, yeah, it's just like, listen, activists are like repressed by like the, there's usually like organized state violence against them. Like, it's just not that sexy, you know? Sexy. It's like, there's, don't oh, get me wrong, there's yeah. many sexy activists, but it's just that, oh, that, yeah. that particular show was very uh, cynical. And like, yeah, raising money for causes is great. I love that Lil Nas X has a charity associated with every single track on his album, for example. But I wouldn't even call that activism. I would call it like really good mobilization of charity work, right? Like activism just means something and it means something more direct than being like, I'm famous and naming a charity on television, you know? Yeah. It's so funny. Oh, and it's the co the co one of the co-producers Global Citizen, the same people that put on the huge um quote unquote activist shows that people perform at. Remember that like Olivia Wilde hosted uh, years ago? Remember oh, when they were doing yes. the Global Citizen stuff? That makes a yes. lot of sense. Oh, right. I went to one of these. Yes. These like free concerts. Yeah, but That's they they're right. it, they're like mixed in with Live Nation, which we all know is like the huge like it, it loses a lot when it is in conjunction with big corporations that are just going to stomp all over it and make essentially a mockery out of right. uh, what they were an, in and originally intending to do in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes, there's a lot of Ugh. capitalism fueling this activism, which is yeah. just <laughs> capitalist <laughs> activism. That's where we're at. <laughs> I can definitely see again in those lascivious photos of Megan Fox are no longer in front of my face. Uh, so, should uh, be not. But if I'm good your wife to go. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for enjoying yet another blind items in another episode of Page Seven. Oh, and but first, we have to do our shout. Shout! Let it all out. These are the emails that you wrote in about. Come on! Come on! Come on! Abby, baby, you ain't late. 
you're just in time. Abby came here to wish her other bestie half, Megan, a happy birthday. And again, I now have the saddest friendship slash not friendship song stuck in my head. Don't you remember the reason you loved me before? Now it's going to be in my head, but I also want to say that now I will immediately put it hand in hand with both Abby and Megan, the best friendship that has ever existed. Abby says, I want to wish Megan the happiest 29th birthday in the world. I love and I miss you with my whole heart. You're the most supportive, caring, no bullshit friend, and I could not be more grateful for our friendship. I hope you have the best birthday yet, and I do too. Oh, Dave. Dave has to miss the B day vacay and still wants to send B day love to his friend. <gasps> My lovely friend Misty B is celebrating a birthday on September 23rd. <gasps> double 23rds, double 23rds. I can't say enough about what a fighter she is. When life hands her lemons, she never sours, and you can bet she'll turn them into a lemon pound cake and lemon curd. We worked together, baked together, and bonded over LPN shows together. We came for last podcast, but we certainly stayed for page seven. I hope you'll join me in wishing her equal parts of wisdom, love, and magic on her birthday. And I hope she'll accept this shout-out as a recompense for Dave, a.k.a. my sorry ass, missing her birthday vacation extravaganza. Well, I hope you have a great time, Missy, on your birthday. And I hope that Dave's missing is not going to be keeping you having a frown. Yep, that's how I said it. But our Twitch community's own Demon Whiskey Nick's birthday is on September 29th. And I'm so happy you've become a part of our beautiful community. I'm sure that we will celebrate together. And I really appreciate all of your kind words. You said, I'm absolutely so extremely proud to be a fan of this insane thing y'all have made from so little. And on the backs of your own totally insane notions and ideas of what comedy and broadcasting could be. You are such a wonderful part of our community, David Whiskey Dick. Thank you so much for the kind words that you have passed on to us. And endless love to you right fucking back at you. And happy almost birthday. I can't wait to celebrate on Twitch. We love you, David Whiskey Dick. Speaking of our Twitch community, Woo wrote in a shout-out to send love to their bestie, Nikki. I'm writing in hopes you can include my talented, most lovely best friend, Nikki, a.k.a. iCarly, a.k.a. Sasquatch, in a shout-out. She has been my person for over 15 years. Our bond is so special and unique. Even though we look nothing alike, people always ask if we're sisters. She's my star sister, baby. She's an amazing stylist who works her ass off to make the whole world beautiful. Not only is she a hairstylist, fashion designer, makeup artist, and a truly a queen, she also makes the cutest accessories and jewelry for her Etsy shop. I meant it when I said she works her ass off. Please check out her Etsy shop. That is Nikki K Designs, N-I-K-K-I. K-A-Y. Designs. All one word. She is such a gem. I just can't sing her praises enough. 
You'll always be my woodland creature and I your slimy lake snake. I love you, Nikki. That's adorable. Love, Shelby. Thank you so much for writing in and again being a part of our beautiful Twitch community. I love you guys so much. And oh my God, I love your love. Can I just say that before I get into this beautiful anniversary shout out that Zane wrote in about his love for Margot and aren't Zane and Margot just like the sickest couple combo name ever? Of course you've made it 20 years. Zane says, I want to send a shout out to Margot, the greatest wifey I've ever had. First and only wife, but still. We're celebrating our 10th anniversary on September 24th, and I think that we are the strongest and happiest we have ever been. That's saying a lot after the dumpster fire we've all gone through the last couple of years. Not only are we celebrating 10 years of marriage, but a relationship that has survived since we were in high school 20 years. You're not getting old, Zane. You're just getting better with age. We've experienced hard times and separation, but it only made our connection stronger. Margot, you are an amazing wife, daughter, and mom. After all these years, I still love you like a raccoon loves a garbage can. Looking forward to forever with you. Oh, Zane and Margot, I love your love. And speaking of sick-ass names, it's Catherine's 26th birthday. And hell yes, not only happy birthday, coming out from your partner of 10 years, Jerry, which congrats on that because that ain't no easy feat, but also congrats on your new baker job. Oh, as someone that worked at a bakery for eight years, I know it ain't easy, but damn if the burns all over your hands and arms don't make you stronger. And the look on someone's face when they say, oh my God, you made this. Oh, it's like none other. Congrats to you and happy birthday, Catherine. Also, Jen, I love you too, and thank you so much for the kind words. And Jen is spreading some Virgo queen love to her bestie, Kayla. Jen says, I want to wish a happy 20th birthday to my best friend, Kayla, my fellow Libra queen. She is the single most thoughtful and giving human I've ever met and is my angel on this planet and has quite literally saved my life when I was at my lowest point. And I can never thank her enough for being by my side through it all. I'm so proud of her for stepping out of her comfort zone on her self-love journey and for absolutely killing it with her recent promotion from all of our Twilight marathons and hibachi dates i wouldn't trade an ounce of it i ain't never gonna stop loving you bitch love this line all in caps kayla i need you to know that and also oh adorbs on adorbs on adorbs taylor just gotta throw it out there that hell yes i love a first date anniversary. shout out plus Y'all's first date sounds like a damn new york treasure in a new york minute Ooh, I can give you a handy in a New York minute. Anyway, Taylor says, I just want to give a shout out to my amazing and supportive partner, Tyler, for the anniversary of our first date. We've come so far from a hand job in Prospect Park. I love you dearly and can't wait to share more special days with you. Love it, Taylor. Taylor and Tyler. Handy's in Prospect Park. I am here for it. I hope you guys have a wonderful future together. And oh my God, wonderful Lainey. Thank you so much for writing in. I can't imagine being thrust in front of a classroom full of kindergartners after only ever having taught virtually through pandemic. Lainey says last week was my first full week of school. It is safe to say that it may have been the hardest week of my life, but I made it through and stayed smiling thanks to page seven. On Friday morning as I was dragging myself to work, I listened to this podcast in the car. Listening to y'all chat just warmed my heart, made me laugh out loud and smile again. Also hearing Holden talk about how 
having a newborn made me feel a bit of suffering camaraderie with him. And they say, I know it's not the same, but whatever. I just want to let y'all know how much you bring to this world. And I wanted to give myself some props for having the strength and grit to keep teaching, even when it feels hard. I am proud of you. Killing it, Lainey. And also, oh, oh no, Chris from Joliol. I'm sorry that we thrust Riverdale into your life via your amazing girlfriend, India. But also, sorry, not sorry. We are here to celebrate India's 31st birthday next week. Lord knows, maybe Riverdale will give us all a gift of more Mothman next week. I'm hoping, and if it is, it goes out to you, India. Love you, have the best 31st, and it only gets better every year into your 30s, I swear, just better and better, better and better beyond. Oh, it's another love shout out from Brian to Ashley. He says, I just wanted to give her a shout out for being the funniest, most badass partner I could ever imagine. I want to thank her for being patient with me and my journey through recovery from alcoholism. She stuck by my side through all my ups and downs, and I hope she feels that the support is reciprocated. I love her so very much, and I can't hardly wait to add a little human being to our pack of chickens, dogs, cats, and fish. I am so thankful for her strength and resiliency. We're the best team ever. Also, small shout out to our dogs, Vincent and Luigi, our cats, Lando and Charlie, and the rooster who runs our chicken coop named Cake Boss. I love you, Ashley, and here's a cheers of non-alcoholic beer for all the fucking great years to come. Thanks so much. And also, Brian, if you haven't tried Hairless Dog, I and my sober partner highly recommend it. It is delicious and a beer he thinks that tastes the best of all the any beers he's tried. But anyway, Morgan, 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 my heart is overjoyed to send birthday love to your own baby boy. I'm sorry, not baby boy. Full grown, big, scary man, Sam, who is turning 18 on September 29th. Morgan says, Sam was born while I was in college, so I feel like we've grown up together in a way. He's gone from being my fat little dumpling to a grown-ass dude in what feels like a blink of the eye, and I could not be more proud of him. From his near-perfect SAT scores to his work teaching kids Taekwondo to the way he always knows when I'm stressed out and picks that time to send me a really stupid joke about balls, he's an amazing kid and I love him and I like him. Watching him turn into the man he is has been one of the greatest joys of my life, and I will always be his number one fan. We share a love of LPN shows, and I hope we're still texting about them next year when he's far away at college. Oh my God, my heart's going to explode. Also, Sam, I know nothing about you, but you sound a lot like Lloyd Dobler. And if you haven't seen Say Anything, and you want to learn about a character that so many have thirsted for and his care and consent in dating another young, please watch it, Say Anything. And I just wanted to say thank you guys so much for writing in your shout outs. I can't say thank you enough. And if you want to give a shout out to somebody else whom you love or just want to send some support to, hit us up at page7podcast at gmail.com with any kind of shout out you want. Or if you just want to say hi or you want to just send something that you thought would make us smile because I read it all and it all does. I love you guys so much. And thank you again for sending in your shout outs. Thank you. Thank you, shout outs. Thank, Thank you, you shout outs. outs. Thank you guys so much for writing in. I love reading everything that you guys sent in. 
Holden uses the conspiracy theories. I love all of the memes that you sent. I love the vids that you sent. And I love the love that you share. Thank you guys so much for joining us on this very tired edition <laughs> of Page 7. I'm not tired. I'm just hot. And I'm <laughs> physically. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. You can follow me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. And come hang out on Tuesdays and Thursdays over on twitch.tv forward slash oh no it's Jackie for sex and for fashion. Check me out, twitch.tv forward slash Holdenators Ho for parties and games. Yay! And party games. We'll play a fun party game where we'll find a relative of yours and we'll put them in a trunk and we'll drive them somewhere and let them go and they'll not know how to get home. <laughs> Doesn't that sound like a fun game, Jackie? No. This week's your aunt, Jimla. <laughs> That's fine. I don't give an H about her. <laughs> you don't give a Henry about Jimla? Yeah, Henry, get on that Jiblon. Patreon.com forward slash page seven podcast. Check it out. It's so good. It'll make you happy. It'll make you filled with wood. Uh, holding it or so on Twitch. Holdenators so on everything, dude. Holdenators taking over your world. You might have a Holdenator in your basement right now. Check it out. MJ? Wow. Uh, I'm MJ, and I'm MJKLCat on Instagram. And I hope you don't have a Holdenator in your basement, because that would be very upsetting. <laughs> very frightening. We love yeah, you guys, yeah. and we'll be back next week. Bye, everybody. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.